When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, we are back with another episode of Dice It Up. Ice and I are joined by an incredible guest, Kyron Lambert, who formerly played at Duke, also played at Texas. Love that. And now she's playing uh, overseas in France currently in the in the south of France, where it's, I've heard, lovely. My wife hasn't taken me there yet, unfortunately. But Kyra, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to chop it up with you guys. Yes. Game. Let's just make a note that ISIS keeps bringing more Texas love for Dano every episode. Yeah. I just needed to put it on the air. Well, you just um, make me miss breakfast tacos more and more. So it's, <laughs> sure Honestly, I, I did it I did it for both of us because she is like an ACC connect and then like the text, you know, so it was kind of, even though it's Duke, which is like, eh, but it's still ACC, so maybe I'll some you know, no, I'm kidding, but that's awesome. Yes, thank you for joining us. Um, thank you for being an overseas hooper. Thank you for connecting to us. Um, I think we have done a really good job on the show of just highlighting overseas hoopers. Um, kind of biased because one of the co-hosts does that for a living. But I just feel like um, these stories need to be told. And sometimes we forget about some of our favorite athletes once they're no longer playing in college and they're not home near us. Um, so thank you for joining us. Uh, what has your overseas experience been like since you graduated? Yeah, um, it's been very, uh, I guess, dynamic, if, if mm. that makes sense. Like uh, I've been in four different countries. Uh, like I started in Turkey, um, then I went to Slovakia, then I went to New Zealand, and then now I'm in France. Um, uh, and yeah. it's like every place has been so different, but I feel like I've grown so much in a different way in every place. Um, it's kind of like different seasons of my life in every place. I don't know. It sounds like very maybe cliche, but yeah. um, <laughs> it is cute. That sounds like a journey, like the overseas journey. Yeah. I love that. So I like it a lot over here. Yeah, I mean, awesome. that's, how, that's how a Hallmark movie starts. <laughs> <laughs> I 
the sentimental one. He's our emotional one here. <laughs> which, which country have you played in so far that's like been the the easiest language wise? Like which one speaks the the best English? And I guess side part, do you do you know other languages? Yeah, I would say New Zealand was the easiest because they speak English um, mm. with a little accent. Um, yeah, but yeah. I've picked up like when I went to Turkey. Oh, it was hard. I had no <laughs> idea. Like I got the basics down, but after that, I was like, "There's no way if I if I don't come back, there's no way I'm gonna use this again." Um, and then like Slovak was a. Uh, it was hard, but like every, like I try to make an effort everywhere that I am to learn as much as the language as possible, just because I, I feel like you experience culture in a different way when you actually yeah. can communicate. Um, yeah. so being here in France, I actually asked the team to give me lessons, like French lessons. Mm. Um, and I was able to do like 15, like one-on-one -on -one sessions with the teacher. And I feel like it's, it's I can understand a lot more um, pronunciation is hard, but I can understand a lot more, um, like when I'm out and about and, and trying to travel and things like that. So it's cool. See, Shout yeah. out to you for asking for that. That's that's amazing. That's awesome. Yeah, and I was, it was a huge blessing for sure. Huge blessing. Yeah. Do you plan I, on being in France for longer than just a season? Is that why maybe you want to learn the language a little bit more? Or are you kind of just like in your seasoned fourth year, you feel like a vet and like you want to take advantage of, you know, knowing another language? Right. Um, I don't know. Like, I like France a lot. And I feel like it's a language that's like intercontinental, like it's everywhere. Um, so I know it'd be useful in other in other places. But um, yeah, I don't know. I would like to stay in France or like come back to France. I don't, I don't know what's going to happen. But um, but yeah, I think it's a useful language for sure. And it's a beautiful language. Like once you can like, actually like, you know, get fluent and stuff, it's a beautiful language. So yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm going to I'm going to France for the French Open in in a month, and I I told my wife's mother I was like I, I really want to be immersed in the culture, so I just want wine, pastries, and cigarettes. <laughs> hey, those are three staples. Three staples. Yeah, you didn't like the last one. <laughs> I approve. I was gonna say I only approved two out of the three. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is my wife. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what culture have you loved the most? Like, what culture do you feel like you kind of just really embrace? If you could, you would take a piece of it home with you. Mm. That's tough. That's uh, I would say, I would say, as far as like the people, like the warmth of the people in New Zealand. Like, I've mm. never been in an, in a nicer, more genuine like environment than I was in New Zealand. Um, as far as like adjustment and feeling like comfortable. I think between New Zealand and France, because coming to France, I didn't realize how many black people were in France. Yes. Like, uh, I'm walking, I walked off of the, the plane in Paris because I had to make my connection. And I saw all these people, I was like, this can't be right. So then <laughs> when I get to Toulouse, I like walk outside, I'm walking down the street. I called my mom so fast, I was like, mom, you'll never <laughs> Oh, but it was just oh. such a not coming from like a Slovakia and or like a Turkey where oftentimes most of the times you're the only black person in the room. Um, yeah, maybe in the city, like you never know. Um, yeah, that was a that was a pleasant pleasant surprise. That's awesome. I wish I would have known you before you went because I could have told you that just because I had three or four black French teammates um, um, at yeah. Syracuse. And, our, and one of our coaches, the coach that recruited all of them, was black, and so he let us know like. 
no, it's it's kind of our country too. When you go, like it's really yeah. cool. But I feel like this is not portrayed that way for some reason. Like no, when you think of France, and Paris, and the people, and the food, and the pastries, you just right. don't picture, you know, black people kind of in the back, like taking advantage yeah. of these things. So that's good that you feel maybe more at home, you know, or more just culturally close kind of thing. For sure, no, for sure. And yeah. it's nice with the hair products because I just like locked my hair like less than a year ago, mm. and I was like, ooh. But now I'm like, there's a store on every corner. Like this is great. <laughs> this is great. You know the real struggles of like being overseas. You know how many times like I worry about getting my braids done. Like Daniel probably has really never seen me without braids. Maybe like twice. And <laughs> no, the, the first couple- time we ever had a call. The first first introduction call before time oh it was because i was overseas yes i was overseas and i i there was no hair braider near me um yeah. but thank you like, yeah now i have one here and so she's done a great job clearly yeah but, no, um, it's it yeah, it like the best thing ever not to like be able to get your hair done and not have to worry about that it's a real stress <laughs> for sure okay so what about Sorry, one more time. I was gonna say, like, what about basketball? What about the competition in the different leagues that you played in, the different styles of play? Do you see a clear difference from country to country? Oh, for sure, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I came out of college, I didn't know what to expect. I actually didn't know if I was gonna like play pro or if I was gonna just do something else. Um, so I came over and like I was undrafted, and I just chose an agent and. When I got to Turkey, so I played in the second division in Turkey, and I was like, yo, we playing pickup. And, like, my coach was telling me not to pass, like, because I was the only foreigner. So he was like, like, why why are you passing? I was like, I've taken 18 shots this game. Like, (laughs) this is open. They're doubling me. (laughs) He was like, shoot it. I was like, okay. Um, Like, going from that to, like, Slovakia was more structured, but the – the level what it's still it wasn't what I was used to in um in college so like because I split my first year so I'm actually only this is only my second year overseas mm. so I did half of the um half of my first year in Turkey and then I went to Slovakia that second half um mm. and then but like they they thought the game more in Slovakia so I was like okay and then I went to New Zealand and I was like okay like everybody has at least played college in the states like there's like three foreigners on every team and like the national players were really good. I was like, okay, like, I like this. Like, this is, this we're, we're progressing. Um, and then I was blessed with the opportunity to come here. And this is by far like the best competition. Um, the league itself is super strong. Like the first place team can lose to the last place team at any given night. Um, so it's a battle for sure, but like just the the mental part of the game, the adjustment it was from going to a turkey where I'm playing pickup to now it's system, 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 um, and everybody mm-hmm. on the court is a threat. Uh, it was a big adjustment, but I'm really glad that I'm here and um, like the quality of basketball is really good. So, I mean, I feel like it definitely aligns with what you're experiencing, Ice, from Greece to <laughs> Australia. Yeah, hundred percent. It would be technically Maybe opposite. The opposite I, direction. But. Yeah, literally. Yep. I was in yeah, it was like really, you know, professional. We had several like imports, um, you know, and across the entire league, players in the league that um, played in, you know, Power Five conferences and people that we knew that looked familiar. Um, right. And then now being in Australia and the season that I just chose to play because I just didn't want to be gone away from home for so long. Yeah. Um, I'm playing against like 
somebody's mom some days, you know, like <laughs> not disrespectfully, like literally like somebody's 40 year old mom who is just oh, wow. can still kind of run and play, you know, and is good right. for some of the you know, best teams. Um, but yeah. And then obviously there are some imports throughout the league too. So it like evens out. Um, but there is a, a wider range than yeah. you would experience my first year in Greece for sure. Yeah. Gotcha. And what, what year is this overseas for you? This is year two for me. Yep, okay. year two. So I started in Germany, um, then got to Greece like when the first two months finished out in Greece, which I loved, um, and then got here. And then Australia is a vibe. Like it's a whole yeah. vibe. I love it. Yeah, I love it. Like I think now like the blonde braids have come be part of me. Like I just don't <laughs> think I'm going to get rid of them. I'm just like Australia is a vibe. Like I want the accent. Um, right, besides, right. besides the spiders, like everything is cool. Like it's a vibe Spiders? here. Oh, Kyra, I have to show you. I have to show you off. I have to show everybody. Honestly, I post about this on my Twitter. The size of spiders that I have seen have literally been like the size of my palm. Oh, like, and it's normal, normal size. That's a normal. We're just gonna crawl out. Oh, no. You know. Oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah, it's a real thing. Yeah, it's a real thing. So besides the spiders, um, it's a vibe. Dano's been with me along with this journey, so he's not surprised. He's like, yeah, I've heard this. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, we, we end up getting on wildlife at some point. In, <laughs> we do. In our podcast. We might as well get out the way. Have you, have you, were there, was there any wildlife that you experienced? But there's some, there's some cool stuff in New Zealand. Kiwis, right? Those are cute birds. Or are those in Australia? Yeah. I don't know. No, they're, I think they're in New Zealand. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm trying to think. Wildlife. Ooh. Oh, I saw a seal in New Zealand. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> but you say you're you're from texas originally yeah yeah san antonio oh so is my wife oh nice yeah she went to alma heights okay okay yeah we yeah. played the she, she's not the typical alma heights kid i'll say that <laughs> okay. i've learned a lot yeah <laughs> there's a lot to say about alma heights <laughs> yeah, i know i hope we don't offend anyone who went there but anyways uh I, I'm from Houston originally okay. um, and living in New York and being of Latin American descent, um, I miss Tex-Mex so much. Like, oh, yeah. like just queso. Yes, like, <laughs> absolutely. There's one place here in my neighborhood in the Upper East Side that makes queso, but for like a little bowl, it's $21 and it's not that good. And I'm, I'm, I refuse to pay $21 for queso. So um, that's probably I the thing I miss the most about Texas and my family. I, I, yeah, I should have I loved with that, obviously. But that's like table stakes, right? But Tex-Mex food, there's, yeah. there's nothing like it. And I have to know if you had a favorite breakfast spot when you were at Texas or breakfast taco spot. When I was at Texas? Yes. Oh, um... Not really, because it was COVID, so everything was shut down. I mean, I guess I was in Austin at the same time then as you were for at least four months until I moved to um, to New York. But I would still go. I would go to Torchy's, pick up my mask, and get my tacos. Torchy's is like deli. Torchy's is like so mainstream. I feel like for Texas. I know. I agree, but it was open, right? You need like, a, like a hole in the wall, like a. You know, like there's only mm -hmm. one. It's not a chain. There's only one of these spots, and you have to go to that spot. Yeah, mm -hmm. and I 
I think there's like Veracruz for that. Maybe they have two now, but Taco Deli was always fresh for me. Taco um, Deli is good. Taco yeah. Deli is very good. I would, that actually, that might be the one. Yeah, we used to get it. Like they used to order it for the team. Oh, love that. It would all be gone. Like, like that. Yeah. Tex-Mex. Yeah. And there's a, there's actually a place in Toulouse that's like a Mexican spot. And I was like, come sure. on. <laughs> all right. So my teammates, they're like, nah, Kyra, like, this spot is like, I'm like, okay. So we go, and I was like, <laughs> I, I had a point. Y'all had a point. So now it's like a week or like a biweekly thing that we have to go to this spot. Like, the people mm. are from Mexico. Like, the margaritas are incredible. Like, mm. it, it's a place from home. It's amazing. Nothing oh. like an incredible marg in the south of France. <laughs> it's a whole vibe. The living the life. Living the life. What other what other food? If I decide to play in France, like what where what do I need to try or what what's some of the go-tos? Ooh, okay. I would say definitely African food. Definitely okay. really? African food. Um Lebanese. Lebanese mm. food is incredible. I have a spot here, it's like right across from the gym. I know the guy, his name is Nadim. I walk in, I'm like, Nadim, he's like, Kai. I'm like, you already know what to do. Like, it's incredible. I would say, yeah. African and food. And what kind of food is that? Like, what's your plate? Lebanese food, what's your plate? What is it's it? It's like a Middle Eastern. So do you know, like, shawarma? Mm-hmm. It's like shawarma, uh, uh, like kebab, kind of? Yes, okay, okay, okay. Kind of like a kebab where they, like, shave the meat. But yeah. this spot, they do it with lamb, so they have like mm-hmm. the lamb, and then they have like the uh, like the garlic, uh, like a garlic sauce over it. Um, always get it with fries, love fries, and they'll have like a salad, and then this like mint tea, which is like, I literally I tasted it. I walked to the owner, I was like, "How'd you make this?" <laughs> <laughs> but it was like the most basic thing. But I was like, "This is so good." Uh, but yeah, it, it's it's a very nice cuisine. Very nice cuisine. Yeah, see, I, I I just thought you were gonna go full out pastries, desserts. <laughs> Been like watching YouTube videos and recommendations on all these places in Paris to get different kind of pastries. I just want to gain like fifteen pounds on there. Honestly, I'm surprised I'm not like honestly fifteen pounds heavier because these bakeries be taking my money. I'm like, Here, give me one of everything, please. <laughs> Oh, yeah, dude, the presentation just looked incredible. Oh, yeah. Everything looks incredible. incredible. And chocolatey and wine. What's your go-to? Like, what's your go-to, um, yeah, pastry or flavor um, or, like, cake, tart, that kind of thing? Yeah. Uh, I would say anything with apple in it. So there's this thing called, like, a chausson pomme. And it's, like, it's like an apple fritter. And then they have, uh, in the south, they call it a chocolatine. And then, like, in the north, they call it, like, a like panel chocolate. Something like that. I'm like, look, mm. I don't care what y'all want to call it. That's the one that I want. So that would probably be my go-to. And then, ooh, like there's just there's so many desserts. There's so many desserts. Yeah. It's it's hard to choose. What about you? Like, how was how was like the cuisine and everything going from like Greece, to Australia, Germany? Yeah, I feel like Greece is second to none. I I I really high key feel like wherever else I go in this world. I don't think I'll get better like seafood um, or yeah. green, 
like Greek salad, amazing. I've, I I don't understand how onion, tomato, cucumber, and feta cheese <laughs> taste so good in Greek. But duplicating that at home, I'm like, oh, this is nasty. Like, why would I ever? And I'm like, oh, it's just not the same. Um, but yeah, I love Greek salads. Um, I got a lot of fried calamari because I'm a seafood girl and I was right on an island next to the water. Um, yeah. So yeah, seafood-wise, it was literally amazing. And then pastries, um, lemon tarts. Like there was just this one bakery that would just make these crazy like lemon tarts and then strawberry tarts. And I probably bought one four out of seven nights a week. Like easy. <laughs> easy. I was stopping there every every day and like had to restrain myself. Like, okay, we have a game tomorrow. Like, let's just not do it tonight. But after the game, it's the first stop we're making. Right. Um, but yeah. And then um, honestly, Australia is a vibe all but the food. Like, I just feel like the food mm -hmm. is very basic. Like there's no... Yeah. The, uh, there's no like signature something to me that yeah. has been like really, really good. They do have really good lamb though. I will say their lamb yeah. here is amazing. I have gotten some lamb and some rice and mixed it up with somebody's dressing and it has been really good. Um, Wait, have you tried Vegemite there? I have not. So I have mixed feelings about this because people have asked me to try it, but yeah. then the kids here, I mentor some kids at a local school. The kids were like, don't do it. Like, eh, you don't really want to do it. You don't really want that, Miss Ice. You don't really. And I'm like, okay. If the kids are telling, you know, kids tell the truth. If the right. kids are telling, I don't want it. Uh, I don't think it's for me. Um, but yes, I, I, I have come. Uh, you're not the first person that has asked me about Vegemite. And I'm like, nope, because the kids mm. say not to do it. Mm -mm. I mean, my when we went to, to Greece for our honeymoon, my wife doesn't like olives, but she was like, Oh, these olives are amazing. And I'm like, no. Okay. I love olives. Like they're look, yeah. I get it. It's yeah, there's a reason people try to smuggle olive oil back, you know? <laughs> literally, literally, literally. Yeah, the olive oil was different. So I miss Greece. I miss the food. Like I miss really being able to experiment. Yeah. Um I, I have a question for both of you. Like when y'all get like off days, do y'all do y'all ever take the chance to travel? Um oh, yeah. Yeah, what are some of the cool excursions you've been on? I just went on one to Barcelona. So Barcelona is only like three and a half, like a three and a half hour drive. So I've been there two or three times. And then where else? Oh, I'd be, I'd be moving. Um, <laughs> one off, like we had, we played Saturday night and one of my friends had come to visit. And I was like, yo, let's go to Portugal. So we literally took a 6 a.m. flight to Portugal Sunday morning and came back at 10 p.m. Sunday night because I had practice Monday morning. So, like, I'd be, I've done that. Love that. Austria, like Vienna, Belgium. Mm. I'd be moving. <laughs> nice. I love that. That's one of the cool things about Europe, man, is you can country hop, and it just seems like you're going from major city to major city for us, like, back home. Right. Um, that's dope. Um, in Germany, I did travel a little bit. I visited my brother um, in Essen when he was playing there. Um, so that was really cool to mm -hmm. see like a professional soccer game in Germany, which is like that's, you know, football over there is God to them. So that was pretty cool. Um, and then here I've been to the edge of the world. Like they have the beach in Tasmania where they call like the edge of the world, like the beaches. And so um, I've been to the edge of the world. There's like a little plaque and everything where it is. And so I stood on it and I took a picture. I'll send it to y'all. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's my little tourist thing. Yeah, but I love beaches, so I just kind of beach hop and, and call it a day. 
how are the how are the sunsets there um really nice i think i've seen maybe one or two like actually clear because just like going out and thinking about going to see the sunset really cool fun fact though back to wildlife sorry dano they have penguins here like penguins like actual like actual penguins like the side like here and these they're little penguins and they waddle and they come out at night only at night so at one of the close beaches they have like a penguin haven um, where they build homes for them under oh, the bridge. So at night, you they have like this red light and the penguins will come out because if you shine the regular light on them, it like mm-hmm. blinds them. But under the red light, and I can say it's like little ping and they wobble. It's adorable. I I honestly, maybe I was dumb. I thought penguins were like a cold place thing. I didn't right. know penguins existed in cold weather. So they were like, right. we have penguins. I'm like, I'm my leg, stop. Like I just got here. I'm not that dumb. Stop. And no. <laughs> Real penguins, like so cute, wow. so cute. Yes, yeah. I got you. I got you. That's okay. amazing. I, have lots I, of I walk out <laughs> at night and I just see rats. <laughs> My life. Oh, that's funny. This is terrible. Oh my gosh. Um, okay, Kyra, I want to ask you about the basketball evolution in your game. Um, just you know, getting from the college level, playing at extremely high level, having a lot of success, then going overseas. And like you said, experiencing these different levels in basketball, just how have you kind of grown your game overseas? And what have you needed to do more of, I feel like, to really make your game last overseas? Because it's a little different, I feel like, than the college game. For sure. Um, I think one of the biggest differences is, like, in college, you had to be disciplined, but Mm -hmm. you were always on a schedule. So, like, you knew, okay, I need to be here at this point. I knew practice is going to be, like, this amount of hours. Okay, then I got to study, blah, blah, blah. But here, there's so much free time. And practices can either be, like, two days, two hours. Or, like, in Turkey, we practiced for, like, an hour. And it was, like, half of it was the warm-up. So, okay. I, like, ha- like, I knew I had to do extra on my own, whether that was, like, I got in extra lifts um, I would run before the practices, regardless of the looks my teammates were giving me. Like, what is she doing? Like, nah, y'all ain't got to play 40 minutes. I got to play 40 right. minutes and take 20 push shots. <laughs> and play defense. <laughs> so it's like, um, I think like the discipline aspect of it and knowing, and this is something I had to learn the hard way, is like knowing when to rest and how mm. to was like big for me because I was like I'm a gym rat like I just want to be in the gym want to get shots up um like if I have a bad game because it happens like if I have a bad game like I want to go take every shot that I missed in that game and like just rep it out rep it out rep it out um but because the seasons are so long and because you know you're playing so many minutes and things like that like it actually can like hurt you and Mm -hmm. I had like a an injury earlier this season and like I was really like yo like I can't like I can't get in the gym. If I do extra, it's only gonna hurt me literally. So it's like, okay, let me figure out a way to either get mental reps in, um, mm-hmm. watch film, or honestly just like take a step away from basketball and like enjoy life, enjoy a great city. Um yeah. and honestly, like that's what helped me the most as far as like adjusting mentally was like like learning how to rest outside of basketball and then mm-hmm. just letting it like come naturally. Because, like, we've been doing this for over a decade. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's muscle memory at this point. So, yeah. I think that was that was the biggest shift. Damn. So, still working on your craft, but also thinking about the other aspects. 
of of keeping your body and mind in the right shape. Are there are there any players um, that you you do watch and you still try to grab uh, material from to put into your game? For sure, for sure. Um, like just hopping on the the FIBA YouTube page sometimes. They're like mm. when Euro Cup or you know Euro League is happening. I love watching um, just like systems, but also like there are specific uh, like certain players that like I really like their game because I can see like similarities in like style of player, like how we move, things like that, and just trying to to learn from veterans um, that have been around the block, that have been at every level of overseas. Um, and like, and honestly, like I'll go back sometimes and like hear about their stories or like, I'll know somebody who knows them. And it's like, yo, like they've been through hell and back to get to where they are. And like, now mm-hmm. they're at the top and it, it's really an inspiration in that aspect. But yeah, I definitely watch, you know, like other players and try to take tidbits from here, from there um, and learn like a lot of IQ stuff as well. Um, so. Yeah. I'll occasionally watch FIBA. If uh, work isn't crazy, I'll throw it up on a monitor, like live games. Um, yeah. Like uh, I was watching Marine Johannes the other day, and <laughs> that's who I thought God. about. When she said that. Yes. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I, also, I, I did also bet on that game. Um, I know I'm not <laughs> talk about that, but that, I mean that was the reason for watching it at you know 1 p.m. on a work day. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Um, what about the camaraderie amongst other imports? You know, when you play teams with other imports, you kind of see familiar faces. Even if you don't know them, it's just like, hey, you're a basketball player from where I'm from. Like, how has that kind of sisterhood been for you? Um, have you made any really cool connections with people that you just met overseas um, and you kind of build a relationship with them? Yeah, for sure. Um, I think oof, I would say like Turkey was was big because every team only had one. So it was like when you saw that one, it was like an automatic like, like all right, we we talking after the game for sure. Like <laughs> you know, like exchanging phone numbers or like going out after the game, things like that. So I think like there, New Zealand as well. Um, honestly, like it's been a short amount of time, but like some of the some of the people that I've met and relationships that that I've made like is definitely going to last like a lifetime, um, wow. especially having like shared experiences over here and being able to, to not just talk to people, but be on the same time zone <laughs> as people is, is really, really nice too. So, Has uh, any of your family been able to visit you anywhere? Yeah. Yeah. My sister came to Turkey. I was shocked because when I was about to leave, she was like, no, don't go. Like, go get a job and use your degree I was like it'll be there when I get back (laughs) (laughs) but she uh, she came to Turkey and then she also came here she came here for Christmas um so that was really nice I mean I I did visit ICE and I still haven't yet so ICE I I know I owe you I'm sorry you do next go around because I've only got like four six weeks left we're almost out of here you're gonna be bothered knocking at your door in a couple weeks, so yeah, yeah, yeah. We 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 bought a we bought a bed, a real bed for the guest room. Like, oh, yeah. we love that. We love that. Yeah. Have you sleeping all? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, uh, Ollie's his dog. That's literally humongous. Um, we will also show you pictures of Ollie afterwards for context, so that way you yeah. can understand. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> um, but what is the plan for overseas? Like, I, I felt like personally speaking for me. When I first left, I just thought to myself, like, okay, I'll just play for a couple years, like to say I did it to really experience a different culture. 
Um, and I think now since I've been in it like two seasons, I'm like, oh, I love it, man. Like I wish I could play for the next 10 and just kind of float in this kind of area. Like it, it puts you in a gray area of just, I just who, you know, that's all you really have to focus on. Um, but what have you, what have your plans, what are your plans for and have they changed since you started playing? Oh, absolutely. I, so I mentioned earlier, like, I didn't know if I was going to come over to play or not. And really I was just going to do it for a year and then go do something else. Um, and then I got over here and I was like, okay, I see why people stay overseas for like a long time. Cause the lifestyle <laughs> is just like, is great. Like you get, a, you're getting paid to do what you already love to do. Um, mm. and you like, it doesn't feel like a job at all. Like you're paying me to, to get better and help the team win ball games. Like I can't ask for, for anything, anything more than that. But, um, as far as long-term, uh, right now, like I'm, I work with a company called Transition Play, and okay. um, it the it was started by Elena Beard, and like the premise is like helping women athletes um, experience opportunity, like have a better experience for opportunity in life beyond the game, mm-hmm. and like when I think about like transitioning to life after basketball, um, like even like a year ago, I was like, like. I don't know, like maybe I'll get into coaching or like maybe like I just want to like stay around the game, but I didn't really know um, a lot about like going into like a professional setting. Like I did internships in college and stuff, but like you never know what you're going to experience until you like actually get in it and like yeah. preparing for it can start to feel overwhelming at some point. Um, so like the company helps, you know, women athletes get ready for that transition. And then it also works with companies on the other side and mm-hmm. helping companies to understand that, like, you know, what you're getting when you get a women, like a, a female athlete, um, like the unique, uh, like abilities, or, like, uh, powers or skills that they have that they can bring as an asset, um, that may not show up on a resume, like, you know, your other 90% of candidates. Um, yeah. so- it's really cool it's really cool I'm enjoying like the work that I do with that company and then um really just trying to to work on myself while I'm out here like I'm a big reader um love watching like YouTubes on like financial literacy podcasts things like that um and then also like listening to stuff like this like I just followed uh, the Apple podcast for y'all for for this and everything so I love hearing stuff like that um (laughs) yeah What? No, that's amazing. First of all, shout out to you. You're amazing for that um, because that's a program that is needed. Um, and it's a program that you can really like give back your personal experience with. You know, I feel like so many times, so many decisions that are made for us are by people that aren't us, you know. And so now just understanding that the people that you're advocating for is also you. Um, yeah. And so I'm, that's amazing. Um, and honestly, definitely going to tune into that. So I can't wait to just talk to you personally and hear more for about sure. that. Um, for sure. Yeah. Dope. It's really cool to hear what overseas hoopers do outside of hooping. Um, so shout out to you for just getting in the mix with a few different things. For sure. Yeah. No, what um like what Elena started, like she like obviously for me, like she's the GOAT, like on the court and off the court. Like everything that she's done has not just been for herself. Like obviously she has accolades and like a great resume and things like that, but like she gives so much. And, it, and like you said, it's needed and it's been needed for a long time. Um, so I'm excited for like what she's doing, not just for like current athletes, but for like the next generation coming up as well. So. I'm just I'm jealous y'all have such cool lives. 
sitting here making <laughs> project management boards and dashboards and staring at my computer for hours and hours and hours. Listen, um, you can stare at a computer from anywhere. You better you better hop over some water. Right. Come visit, I know, come visit but the dog. Us. The dog. The dog makes it all worth it. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, Kyra, such a such a blessing to talk to you today. Um, and you know, everybody follow Kyra. Uh, I don't know if we are your games broadcast anywhere right now for this league or. Yeah, yeah, they're on YouTube. On the okay. uh, the page is called FFBB. So. Mm. Um, all, like all of our games are, are streamed on there. Oh hell yeah! Okay, well, um, we'll we'll link that in the in the description. And um, excited to see you see you work. Former Longhorn, always got pride. I didn't go there. I played D three, um, <laughs> but my whole family went there, so I still feel, you know, something. Who's the right. All right, go Orange. Time to get off. It's about that time. <laughs> no, but we appreciate talking to you. Um, and best of luck on the rest of your journey, the rest of your season. I'm sure playoffs are coming up, so hope you guys do well. Um, and continue to enjoy your journey. It seems like you are, but really wish you the best. Awesome. No, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Really enjoy the conversation. And I look forward to, to hearing more about you, like your story, and then, you know, your adventures to Paris and everything. So, yeah. <laughs> really appreciate it. <laughs> I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. Oh.